Just after 5 o'clock on a Friday, celebration. But you know we have to ask the preacher as part of our weekend kickoff. Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Ask the Preacher, your chance to have Bible questions answered. And here is John Freed. Hey, everybody. Good to be back with you. I have not been in the studio for uh, quite some time. Eric didn't even know if he should open the door for me today when I was coming in here. So who is but, this guy? <laughs> but I'm glad to be with you. So uh, my dad, obviously, filling in. Uh, of course, he used to do this show for many, many, many years. When we first started radio, it was he and I together. And then uh, he did it for a long time on his own. And from time to time, I'd pop in. And then for a good while, I've been doing it. And from time to time, he'd pop in. But lately, you've had the great pro- pleasure of having him consistently, and so I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm back with you today, all by myself here. Well, except for Eric. He is on the other side of the glass. Thank you, Eric, for being here. Thank you for always uh, giving us such a great introduction. Folks, I, uh, I'm delighted to be with you here today. Hope you enjoy your drive time home on this uh, somewhat rainy, northern-looking northern weather here in Florida without the cold and without the mushy snow on the ground, too. Uh, it is Friday, and uh, and it is Ask the Preacher, and you might have a question or two to uh, call in today and give. And so, as always, the phone number into the studio is 863-682-1430, 682-1430. Listen, I want to make mention of a couple things coming up uh, right around the corner here. I want to mention these things uh, several times today. There are two events. One, uh, well, obviously, I want to invite you to come and join us at Believer's Fellowship for Church on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. It is a packed house. It is uh, difficult to find a parking space. It is difficult to find a seat. Why, you say? Well, because stuff is happening there, and you don't want to miss it. So I want to invite you to come and uh, and, and come and see and hear for yourself what God is doing. Uh, He's doing great things. Uh, so that's Sunday, of course. But uh, on Monday, here's the first event coming up on Monday, January the 29th. So that's this coming Monday. The doors will open at 530. The program will begin at 630 and it will run till about 830. Uh, it is the program called Bringing Back the Black Robed Regiment. Bringing Back the Black Robed Regiment. Um, this this program it is it is a uh, live performance, if you will, by a man named Dan Fisher. He was a um, uh, oh I, I need to look up whether he was a uh, in the in the House or the Senate of uh, Oklahoma, but he was a preacher and he ran for office and he carried office for a while. But he put together this presentation. It is so compelling. I was in Orlando when I saw this presentation for the first time. Uh, it was probably about five or six years ago. And uh, when I saw it, here I am eating a meal at a table with my plastic knife and fork. It was so compelling. I hollered out, I'm ready to charge D.C. with my plastic knife and fork. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't really do that. Um, it wasn't January the 6th. Okay. Um, so, but anyway, it was so compelling that it is what moved me to get involved with what was happening political 
politically in our nation, state, and local community right here in, in Lakeland. This presentation is what moved me. Um, I would typically be a little more on the lines of, well, listen, I'm a pastor and in the church, uh, you know, you know, not that we can't have an opinion, but is that the right place to share it? Is, is it right to talk about it there? And uh, I was so moved by this in seeing at the time of the American Revolution, uh, the, the, the preachers of those days, the Presbyterian preachers, believe it or not, of those days who stood up for truth and righteousness in this nation, and without them... Folks, without those preachers, we would not have a constitution. We would not have a declaration of independence, and without that, we wouldn't have a constitution. Um, so it's because of this presentation that I got engaged. Uh, now, many people who know me, they think, you are the most engaged pastor in Polk County. Well, I don't know if that's really true. Um, Jack Hillegoss in Lake Wales is, is phenomenal, and if you've ever heard him, if you live in that, in that region over there in Lake Wales, that, that, is, that is one great place to go to church and to be part of Jack Hillegoss and his leadership. Um, but And the other place would be right here in Lakeland Believers Fellowship. But this presentation, I want to invite you to come, bringing back the Black Robed Regiment that is on Monday, this coming Monday, January the 29th. The doors will open at 530 uh, you need to get there between 5.30 and 6, because after that, you're going to have to start getting the, uh, oh, I don't know, the restricted view seats, you might could say. Uh, all the good seats will get taken up. This is a very, very, very compelling presentation. Uh, I wish I could show you the QR code that I have in my hands here so that you could go on and, uh, and, and register, uh, but I will have to give you the website. Now, you'll need to go to the CCDF uh, USA Polk, Florida website in, in order to register, or you can look it up on Ticket Leap. So the, the address is just a little too long for me to be able to tell you, but uh, or you can just show up. You can just show up in, in person and, and hope you get a good seat. Bringing back the Black Robed Regiment, Monday, January the 29th. Doors open at 530. The program begins at 630. It'll run till about 830. There'll be a time for questions and things like that afterwards. And it is at Believers Fellowship Church up on the north side of town in North Lakeland. I highly, 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 I highly, did I say highly? I highly recommend that you come and be there for this presentation. All right. Now, secondly, I want to tell you about uh, another uh, event that, that's happening. It is not at Believers Fellowship Church. It is, um, oh my goodness, they didn't send me the name of the church. It is called Abortion in the Pews. Abortion in the Pews. Um, and... Uh, I will give you more information about that, but it is uh, talking about um, ab abortion inside the, the the church. And, you know, you would think that churches would not advocate for abortion. But let me tell you, there are some very messed up pastors out there. There are some very messed up church leadership out there. Um, when it, and... and you know, hey, I don't know if this is like a shocker or a surprise to you, but there are, are people, um, there are some, some people in, in the church that, that don't follow biblical standards. And so there should not be premarital sex. Uh, there shouldn't be those, those you know, um, uh, um, what do you call that? Uh, when you cheat on your spouse, it, it shouldn't be there. It shouldn't exist. Uh, but it does. And it even exists inside the church. Um, 
But when it happens and somebody gets pregnant, what you do about it matters. And so for a pastor to advocate for abortion, to say that you can get rid of this problem, first of all, a little baby inside the womb is not a problem. It's a life. It is a human life. And so it is astounding to think that uh, somebody would advocate for abortion. Um, I, I will find out. It, it's, on, it's on Lakeland Highlands Road, but it is not on High, at High, Highland Park Church. And so I need to find out where that's going to be so I can give you accurate information. Uh, so anyway, uh, let me invite you one more time. Monday, January 29th, to Believer's Fellowship uh, Church uh, for bringing back the Black-Robed Regiment. And then on Tuesday, on Tuesday at Parkway Baptist Church, at Parkway Baptist is Abortion in the Pews, and that is at 6.30 p.m. So two amazing events that you should be at. Okay, we're going to take a break here, um, and I know these come quickly. And when we come back, we'll talk about um, some things that are happening that are interesting and good in American politics. And um, we'll see you then. But now let's get back to more of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program. Your chance to have your Bible questions answered. It's right here. And speaking of here, here's John Freed. Yeah, happy to be here in the studio with you. And uh, so anyway, I told you about two amazing events, one at Believer's Fellowship on Monday night, and the other one is at uh, Parkway Baptist on Tuesday night. And um, if you're going to go to one or the other, I would say come to the one at Believer's Fellowship. Okay, you didn't hear me say that. Um, I want to talk to you uh, a little bit about some, um, oh, I guess you might could call them political fangs, but uh, not so much politics. I consider them, <clears throat> excuse me, great wins for America. Um, you know, it is uh, news, the news cycle, whether it's conservative news, whether it's liberal news, it generally profits off of fear, fear-based stuff. And so the, the more scared it can make you, the more it can make you listen, uh, and the more it can cause you to buy stuff from their advertisers. That doesn't mean that everything that's being sold is bad. Uh, I, I'm just simply saying that uh, fear is a is a incredible driver of action. Um, and sometimes the action that it causes people to do is to uh, huddle up and to do nothing. Um, and so you should not be that kind of person who responds to bad news. Um, but, you know, hey, don't listen to news too much, which is terrible to say on a news station. So hopefully they don't cancel my program. Um, but I want to give you some some good news. I am sure you've heard, if you pay attention, uh, you've heard about Ohio. I'm going to call it the great state of Ohio. They like to call themselves the great state of Ohio. I think Florida is a greater state. But nonetheless, uh, Ohio seems uh, to be really doing really awesome right now with this idea um, of what they are what they are doing concerning what might be called transgender care restriction. So the Ohio Senate has overridden uh, Governor Mike DeWine's veto. So uh, there was a bill that made it all the way to his desk. Uh, so that means the House and the Senate, they, they, they both um, uh, approved this thing, and then the, the governor said no to it, and so it kicks back down. And so apparently they got enough votes so that they can meet their rules for majority and say, no, this bill is happening. Now, I won't give you every detail about the bill, but basically what I am applauding here is the fact of the people and the leaders of the great state of Ohio have said, we're not letting this garbage ruin the lives of our young people 
any longer. So they, they said, no, we will not be providing transgender surgeries, puberty blockers, hormone therapy, all of this kind of stuff for young girls who have been lied to and deceived by uh, all sorts of wicked agendas out there to, to thinking they need to stop being a female and start trying to be a male. And, and so here are these kids that are 10 and 11 and 13 and whatever years old um, make these major life decisions and changes. They don't have to tell parents. They don't have to seek particular counsel. Uh, you know, so so a kid that we don't put keys in their hands in a car uh, uh, and, and at, at their control because they just are not able to make the proper decisions. We're going to make let them make a lifelong decision of what their body is going to be like. Um, and so anyway, they just get messed up for the rest of their life with all this stuff. And Ohio has said not happening here. Yay, Ohio. So good job to the uh, to Ohio. I hope a lot of other states can piggyback off of what's being done. But I'll tell you some further good news. Ohio is not the first. Ohio is the 22nd state with some type of law. Now, Ohio's got some pretty pretty good laws that they're putting into place. Uh, other states don't have very much, but they, but Ohio is the 22nd state. Folks, that's almost half of the United States of America have laws that restrict a minor's access to puberty blockers and hormone therapy. And they're the 24th state, again, even closer to half, with a law that bars trans girls or women uh, from playing in women's school sports. Now, they call it women when you're on the liberal side. They ain't women. They're men. So they, they have barred now these men who want to try to be a woman for whatever reason, but you know, we'll just say at this point, to try to actually raise up in the standard of their of their sport uh, to be better so they can win a trophy or whatever. Um, you know, a man who's going to say, I'm a woman so I can win, you know, loser man, try to be winning woman. Um, the 24th state, Ohio is the 24th state uh, putting together a law that bars trans girls uh, from playing on women's school sports, that bars men who think they're a woman from competing against real natural Women. Again, applause to Ohio. Good job, Ohio. 24th state. The 24th state. So, you know, who would have known that so many states are, are saying, uh-uh, this is garbage and, and we're standing up against it. So I, I don't see how it wouldn't be long until there's a 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, and just keep going. Um, and so, of course, you have all of the, the people who are upset about it, and, and they say things like the, you know, the, the homosexual and trans community, they're in fear for their lives, and, and uh, you know, they're, now you're, you're uprooting them. They're going to have to move away and go to other states who will accept them and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, and uh, again, those are, those are just you know, whining tactics to try to get people to, uh, to, to soften up and, and to stop standing up for, for what, is, what is right and good. Here's, here's the reality. Uh, you know, the, the issue is that these things are happening to minors. You're, if you're a full-grown adult, I mean, you're like 30 years old, and you want to do something like that to you, I, I think, I think you, you're, you're probably, uh, you probably need a lot of help and a lot of care. 
Um, but at, you're, at least you're an adult, and you can make those types of decisions, I, I suppose, if you want to. Now, I don't think it's right for you to use taxpayer dollars to have some kind of gender uh, reconstruction surgery. I mean, you know, pay, pay for it out of your own pocket. But, uh, but no, nonetheless, if you're an adult, you get to make those decisions, I suppose. But when you're a kid, we don't let our kids do that. Oh, man. And then, and then parents literally get behind and applaud that kind of stuff. Oh man, what those those parents need some help. They need some help. And so uh, anyway, I, I just wanted to bring some uh, some kudos, some congratulations to uh, to Ohio and to all of. I know they're not listening, but to all of the citizens of Ohio. Maybe you're you're a, 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 a what do you call that? The, a, a snowbird, and you come back and forth, uh, and you're you're from Ohio. Hey man, great state, great state of Ohio. Good job, Ohio uh, senators and 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 House, and a good good job, excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, we'll talk more when we come back, but we're at the bottom of the hour, and we must take another break, folks. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. My name is John. I'll be with you all the way until six o'clock. If you want to call into the studio, you may do so. Eight six three six eight two fourteen thirty. Friday is here, and that means it's time for Ask the Preacher. Ask the Preacher, your chance to have Bible questions answered, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here is John Freed. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, welcome back, everybody, and uh, welcome back to me. I'm glad to be back in the studio with you today. My dad's been uh, running this for a good while now, and uh, so for those of you who listen regularly, congratulations. Uh, I hate to say this. You got to hear my old man <laughs> all over again. Uh, he's been doing radio. Uh, we started together like 23 years ago. And so um, it's pretty pretty awesome that uh, he was wanting to, to run it again for a while. So that, that was great. But um, he is actually in D.C. at the moment. And so I'm, I'm here in the studio with you and happy to be. So if you were listening to the first half of the program, I told you about two, pro, uh, two events that are coming up on Monday and Tuesday. I want to tell you about them uh, right now here again. So uh, one event is on Monday at Believers Fellowship Church, January the 29th, Monday to January the 29th, and the doors will open at 5.30, and I do suggest that you get there no later than 6. Many people will be there at 5.30 just to get the best seats, but uh, the program is called Bringing Back the Black-Robed Regimen, and uh, it's a, it's an incredible program. Uh, it's a, there's it's a it's a live stage show, if you will, but it's one man on the stage. His name is is Dan Fisher. Um, he's from he's from Arkansas, is where he, where he grew up. But then he was in Oklahoma uh, for for a good long while, and and he got involved in politics there in Oklahoma. He was a preacher. Uh, he's a pastor of of, of a church um, and of Emmanuel Baptist. Uh, church from the time he was uh, 20, 23. Uh, so anyway, for 43 years. Um, anyway, he, he's still in ministry and he still does those types of things, but he got involved in, in politics. Um, he was elected to the House of Representatives in Oklahoma, and he began to learn so much uh, over the years about the founding of this nation and, uh, and, 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 and the preachers that were engaged in the founding of our nation. He put together this program called Bringing Back the Black-Robed Regiment uh, because so many of our churches and so many of our pastors in the United States of America, they just simply take a back seat. It's not that they don't have an opinion. It's not that they don't care. Um, some of them are cowards. And then others just think, you know, we shouldn't address these types of issues in, in the church. And so he put together this program because do you know what the Black Robe Regimen was? It was actually a negative term. You'll learn this, and you'll see it demonstrated in the stage show. You'll learn this if you come on Monday, January the 29th, to Believer's Fellowship. 
doors open at 530. You'll learn this if you come. But uh, that was actually a negative term. The enemies of those who, who were seeking to, uh, to to live here in this great country that had no name yet, um, they, they, the, the, the enemies said, if it weren't for that black-robed regiment, we would be winning this war. Well, who were they talking about? They were talking about the preachers that would be preaching to their congregations about the liberty that God gives, the life and the freedom that God gives, and how it is our duty to stand up and defend it. And when people do that, uh, the nation can stay free. And so the church people would go and sign up and become part of the of the military units that were uh, that were resisting. Um, England and, 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 and the French and, and all these others that were trying to come in and, and, and keep us from being free. And so um, if it were not for the Black Robed Regiment, if it were not for those preachers that would stand up for liberty and, and preach the, the God-given rights to humankind, if it were not for them, we would not have a Declaration of Independence, and if we didn't have a Declaration of Independence, we would not have a Constitution. Folks, your liberties and, and my liberties that are so quickly eroding today, um, they were given to us by God. They were defended by these preachers in the pulpits that said we should defend them and the people that were willing to lay down their lives to do so. They are quickly eroding because the pulpits of today, number one, um, many of them are cowards. Number two, many of them are deceived in thinking that we should not address the issues. So I want to invite you to come to Believer's Fellowship on Monday night, January the 29th, to see this presentation, Bringing Back the Black-Robed Regiment, uh, performed by Dan Fisher, I promise you, uh, you, you will, it, it will change you. It changed me. It got me engaged. Uh, I was ready to storm Washington, D.C. with my plastic fork and knife as I ate dinner as I watched this presentation. There will not be dinner on Monday night, but there will be an amazing presentation. Uh, and then, also, on Tuesday night, at a different place, at Parkway Baptist Church, at Parkway Baptist Church over on Lakeland Highlands Road, south side of town, is a program called Abortion in the Pews. Now, that is put on by a woman's choice, and it will talk about abortion, uh, so to speak, within the walls of the church. Not that abortions are taking place literally on the pews or in, inside the church, but it will talk about that issue as related to the church, and so uh, that will be uh, a, a very informative night for you as well, January the 30th at, uh, at Parkway Baptist, 6.30 p.m. Um, okay, I, I, I want to um, address some other things uh, with you here um, for a moment. There is a lot good that, that is happening, and, you know, if we only focus on the bad, uh, you know, we end up getting depressed. But, but I want to tell you that um, Psalm 33, 12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. Now, that's the, the, the first um, understanding of that is speaking of Israel. But the further understanding is that any nation that puts God first, any nation that puts God first uh, is, is blessed. And one of the reasons why America is such a blessed nation um, is because we put God first. That's how we started. Uh, the people that came to this country were looking to put God first. And so they came here for that reason. They had to defend that reason. Again, another plug for bringing back the Black Robed Regiment. Um, but 
that, that that's that's what made America great is we we put God first. Obviously, you can look around now and you can see that God may be put first in in individual people's lives, but as a nation by and large, we don't put God first. I mean, our our leaders, our political leaders, our lawmakers, let me call it that, our lawmakers, many of them are are doing their darndest to to take the commands of God uh, and and disassoci- disassociate from them, remove them as far as possible from our own laws. Uh, we start literally legalizing what God says is wrong, what God says is is evil and, and bad. Um, and so we we've got to right this ship. We've we've got to get it back. If we don't, we will lose this great nation. And you know, if you've listened to this uh, program for any length of time or even today, you obviously know my position. Um, And so, but I I, want to tell you this, it is the church's responsibility. It is not necessarily our politicians' responsibility to do what is right, although they should, but it is the church's responsibility to stand up for what is right, for what is righteous, and and for for what is good. When the church does her job, then the people of society will be influenced by the one who God gave the authority uh, to. God gave the authority to the church. God did not give authority to the government. Man gave authority to the government. God gave authority to people. Uh, primarily, God gave authority to the church. Um, and when the people of the church will stand up for what is right and good, society will be affected and changed for positive, changed for godly morality. Uh, and when the people are that way, her politicians will be that way. It is the people who elect our governmental leaders. It is the church who affects the people. So we can bring it all back down and say, rise up, church. Rise up and do do what God has ordained and authorized you to do. It is the church's responsibility. I want to come all the way back to a very common uh, understood Maybe not so well understood, but very common verse in the Bible. It's Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You've probably heard this quoted, even if you didn't know where it was found. But Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, "If my people, who were called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways." Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. So what is my emphasis? My emphasis is it begins with God's people. It begins with God's people. Uh, and, and I'm going to, uh, as we, as we head into this break here, I will also mention this. It's not really just a matter of God's people praying. Uh, we, we were part of an event. It was, um, the March for life here in Lakeland. It was in front of city hall. Um, I know there was a March for life in DC, but we held one right here in Lakeland. And, um, one of the ladies who spoke there for a moment, she made this comment concerning prayer because she talked about how, how important prayer was, but she made this statement. Oh, it was so good. Um, she said, you know, but it takes more than prayer. Um, she said, let me, let me help you understand um, you may be praying for pregnant women. You may be praying against abortion. Uh, but she said, you will never encounter somebody who might be thinking about abortion in your private prayer closet. Well, unless you are that person. Um, but so I thought, oh, that is so so awesome. So we, we may go into our private prayer closet to pray, but we must, I, I say it this way, um, you know, sometimes you got to get off of your knees and get onto your feet and go into the street. So what it is that you're praying about, you must also stand up 
for or stand up against. Uh, so it's more than just being on our knees in prayer. We need to take action concerning what we're praying. I'm going to read this verse one more time. If my people, see, it's, it's always the responsibility, the authority is given to God's people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Notice it's more than just pray. Humility, prayer, seeking, and turning. It always, uh, it always requires an action. Then will I hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And one more time, just to remind you, out of Psalm 33, 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You are listening to Ask the Preacher. Uh, We're going to take another break, and then we will head into our fourth and final segment of the day. If you want to call in, you, you may do so. The number is 682 1430. Be back in uh, about three minutes. Fourth and final segment coming up for this afternoon's Ask the Preacher. Here's John Free. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And uh, I've just had a delightful time. I may have had more fun today than you did listening. You might be bored out of your mind or ready to throw your window or throw your window out of your radio, throw your radio out your window. But nonetheless, I'm still here. So suffer and get along with it. Um, hey, I I, uh, I want to invite you to Believers Fellowship Church Sunday morning, 10 o'clock for services. Uh, this coming Monday at, um, I'll just say 6 p.m., you might want to come out for an amazing presentation called Bringing Back the Black Robe Regiment. It's uh, absolutely phenomenal. And um, and so those are two great things. And so, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm excited about the good that's happening. A lot of people will be doomsdayers, uh, doomsday sayers, and uh, they, they always look at the bad. Trust me, there's plenty of bad to look at. Sometimes you got to look a little harder for the good stuff. But here's, here's what I know. My God told me, my Jesus told me that in this world, there will always be trouble. But he also told me that he would give me peace. He didn't say, by the way, he would give the world peace. He said he would give those who follow him, who believe in him, peace. And so if you're looking for world peace, let me tell you, the only way to have world peace is for everybody in the world to put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the only way to have peace on the inside. There are always going to be people who rebel against God. There are always going to be people that hate God's guts if he had any. Uh, they, they there just are. There is evil, and there are evil people. There are people that follow Satan uh, just like there are people that follow Jesus. But I want to tell you that Jesus wins. He triumphed already over Satan. You may not understand that in one sense and say, well, if he triumphed over him, then why is there so much evil in the world? I want to tell you there is an escape for the depression. There is an escape uh, for, for the dismay and the fear. There is an escape to the trouble that comes in life, and his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ will grab a hold of you if you will call upon his name. The scripture plainly says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, what does that mean to be saved? It's not just a religious term, but what it means is it's to be rescued, to be lifted up. So obviously, if somebody is drowning and they're saved from drowning, then they're no longer drowning. But Jesus does more than just take you out of turbulent and troubled waters. Jesus does more than just set you on dry land and turn you loose. No, he becomes a friend, and he is more than a friend. He is the wise God, and he will be a wise 
wise friend to you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will always love you. He will always help you. He will always lift you up. That doesn't mean you won't ever run into problems. But if you follow Jesus, problems will never overtake you. The Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. When you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what comes against you. You will triumph. You will conquer. The Bible says several times in several different ways that God will cause you to be the head and not the tail. He will cause you to be above only and never beneath. Now, those are out of the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it says things like this, for I have called you more than conquerors by Christ Jesus, who loves you and gave himself for you. What does that mean? When you're more than a conqueror, that means you get the victory without ever really having to fight the fight. The truth is Jesus Christ fought the fight for you, and he says, I want to give you the victory. And if you, my friend, will put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, your fight, as you knew it before, will be over. You will experience liberty and freedom and love like you never have before. Something will happen down on the inside of you. There will be a change. You will become a brand new person like you've never been before. I don't mean patched up. I don't mean slightly better. I mean brand spanking new. When Jesus Christ comes into your life. Now you say, how do I do that? Well, I want to challenge you in this way. You call out to Jesus in the best way you know how. He's not so concerned about words. What he wants is to see your heart. If you call out to Jesus with a sincere heart, he will answer you. The scripture says, if you call unto me, I will answer you. This is Jeremiah 33, 3. If you call unto me, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things to come. Most people look at what's to come and they don't see it as great and mighty. They see calamity. They see destruction. They see downturn. They see world hunger and famine and, 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 and poverty and they see all these things. But I want to tell you, my friend, God knows you. He planned for your existence. He knows what's coming, and he has a great plan for your life, and he wants to rescue you out of the pit of calamity and out of the pit of hell and set you up on a high place. He wants to change your life forever, and that can only be done by calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it the best way you know how. Just say, Jesus, help me. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me. I believe you love me and you died on the cross for me. And I need you now. Thank you, Lord. If you do that and you mean business with God, then God will mean business with you. Folks, I'm glad you've been listening. My name is John Freed. I'm the pastor at Believer's Fellowship. I want to invite you to join us. If you're looking to find out where and when, go to believersfellowship.com. I love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend.